Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, May 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Madison County businesses can start reopening immediately. Members of the county's health board have voted to restart the area's economy, defying Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's plan to open the economy in phases. Bars, retail stores, and gyms can now reopen in Madison County, but only at 25% capacity. School districts in Missouri that want to start the next academic year earlier can now apply for a waiver from the state. A new law stipulates school is supposed to begin no earlier than August 24th. Now, districts that want to change that date can seek permission from the state, but will also have to hold public hearings. The city of St. Louis is making personal protective equipment, such as masks and gloves, available to some small businesses for free. Businesses that have 10 or fewer employees on site can fill out a request for that equipment. Those businesses must be able to pick up the supplies on any given day. St. Louis County Council members will be able to recommend small businesses for coronavirus relief grants of up to $15,000. The overall initiative has made $2.5 million available to each county council district. Businesses are eligible for the grant if they had 50 or fewer full-time employees on March 1st and were forced to close during the stay-at-home order. Here are the numbers. Missouri has surpassed the 10,000 COVID-19 case mark. There have been around 124,000 tests. State officials report roughly 525 deaths. More than 83,000 positive results are being reported in Illinois. That's out of more than 470,000 tests. There have been 3,600 deaths. In just a few minutes, we examine the worries of some parents who are preparing to return to work but have not been able to secure childcare during the pandemic. As we mentioned, Madison County is immediately allowing businesses to reopen. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the county's Board of Health has voted to ignore Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's reopening plan. The new guidelines will let businesses across Madison County reopen sooner than Pritzker's plan lets them. Restaurants, bars, gyms, and retail can reopen at 25% capacity, but social gatherings are still limited to fewer than 10 people. Madison County will raise those limits every 14 days if the county doesn't see large increases in COVID-19 hospitalizations. County Board Chairman Kurt Prinsler says the county isn't throwing caution to the wind. If we find that someone is proceeding in in a way that's dangerous to the public health, we do have the power to quarantine. Prinsler says the County Board of Health can make decisions to close businesses and quarantine individuals if they're acting irresponsibly. In Belleville, I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. Governor Pritzker says he is considering withdrawing federal and state aid to cities or counties that reopen before their region meets the medical benchmarks outlined in his plan. He says officials who want to open are putting residents in danger. The vast majority of those counties and individuals, those business owners, are not talking to epidemiologists. They're not talking to scientists. In fact, they're not relying on science in any way whatsoever to make their decision. Pritzker says there are a number of mechanisms he could use to enforce the statewide stay-at-home order, but he'd rather have everyone follow directions. 
Missouri school districts wanting to start next year earlier will be able to obtain a waiver from state education officials. School is supposed to start no later than August 24th, two weeks before Labor Day, as outlined in a new state law championed by the tourism industry. But State Board President Charlie Shields says this fall, school districts will be trying to mitigate the impact of COVID-19 closures during the spring. If you can build more days in earlier before we get into fall and winter, uh, when that possible disruption may happen again, I think that's uh, another reason districts may want to look at, at doing this. Shields, who is also the CEO of Truman Medical Centers, says although few kids are getting sick, they can still spread the coronavirus. Districts that want to move up the start of school will have to hold a public hearing first. Arts organizations struggling with the economic impact of coronavirus are about to lose a chunk of money from the Regional Arts Commission. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The Regional Arts Commission distributed over $4 million in grants last year. The money comes from St. Louis's tax on hotel and motel occupancy. With the tourism business at a standstill, that funding is shrinking. Rack Board Chair Levy says he warned organizations that receive its grants to expect a funding reduction of at least 60%. If we anticipate more dollars, we will pass those dollars on as we receive them, but we also have given notice that it, it could be worse than expected. The warning comes as RAC has temporarily closed applications to its fund for artists thrown out of work by the pandemic. It distributed its $140,000 pot in one month. RAC is now fundraising to beef the fund back up. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. As many non-essential businesses prepare to reopen, schools are still closed and many summer camps will not be operating this year. This has parents worried that they'll have to go back to work before figuring out what to do about child care. Ellie Moxley reports. Like a lot of Kansas City parents with young kids, Alyssa Rogers has been working from home without child care since March. But it's been especially challenging for Rogers and her husband, Bert, because they're both therapists doing telehealth. Part of therapy is supposed to be being present and monitoring how your client is doing. And we're already doing this through computer or sometimes just through audios. Having kids in the room would not be ethical. So while one parent works in the basement office, the other watches six-year-old Maya and two-year-old Jasmine upstairs. If I put Frozen on repeat, could she sit there all day? Yes. Am I willing to do that just so that I can get work done? No. Over the last two weeks, Rogers has only been able to log just over half the hours she'd usually work as a school-based therapist in Belton. Now she's worried about what will happen as Kansas City reopens. So is my school going to do summer school? Is Maya's school going to do summer school? She's also not sure when Jasmine's child care will reopen or if she'd even be comfortable sending her younger daughter there when it does. My coworkers that when I have been asking each other, the ones that have kids, is for the companies that are saying like you, we are only going to offer you your full shift. Is, would that be considered like, is that discriminating against people? For working parents, there are no easy answers right now. Last week, when Missouri Governor Mike Parson announced that the state was getting $66 million in federal child care assistance, he was asked what parents should do if they don't feel safe having someone else watch their kids during the pandemic. Parents need to take that responsibility. I'm not sure why any of us would ever put our children in harm's way if we knew there was an alternative, even if that means staying at home with them. But that's not an option for parents who work full time. 
Robin Phillips is the CEO of the St. Louis-based Child Care Aware of Missouri. I get frustrated when I get told, you know, mama should be at home. And it's 2020, and there are more women in the workforce than there ever have been. Phillips and other advocates considered child care to be critical infrastructure, but policymakers don't fund child care like they do roads. In Missouri and Kansas, the vast majority of providers are women watching children in their homes. These private in-home daycares operate on razor-thin margins. Few of them have been able to access stimulus money for small businesses. Nationally, as many as a third of child care providers might not be able to reopen at all. Those that do will have to figure out how to protect kids and workers. Craig Stevenson of Kids Win Missouri says the entire profession is asking existential questions right now. What are the ramifications of me wearing a mask? Like, uh, like if I wear a mask, will the child be fearful? And how can I, as an adult, trying to teach a child about being sad and being happy? And how do I do that with a mask? In Kansas City, many parents are reluctant to return to their usual child care arrangements. Erin Kelly lives in the Brookside neighborhood with her husband and nine-year-old daughter, Charlotte. So during the summer, we've always um, come up with some calendar full of camps, grandma time, kind of a collaboration of playdates with friends, and we're just not comfortable doing that this summer. Before the pandemic, Kelly worked in marketing during Charlotte's school day. She's still working, but now Charlotte is right next to her. She needs me close by in case she has a question or in case she doesn't understand something or you know, as soon as the task is done, she wants to know what's next. Kelly's husband is working from home, too. But because he's frequently on conference calls, it's usually Kelly watching Charlotte. I feel like summer's going to look a lot like the last eight weeks have looked, and I'm exhausted. And while Kelly's family isn't ready to venture out just yet, she's also not sure how long they can keep doing what they've been doing. I'm Ellie Moxley. Ellie is a reporter at public radio station KCUR in Kansas City. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Before wrapping up, we are marking a milestone. On this day one year ago, May 13th, 2019, we rolled out the gateway for the first time. That inaugural episode featured a great conversation between our Jeremy Goodwin and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer David Crosby. Your career has been defined by collaboration, but we also hear that you're difficult to be in a band with. So how do, the, how do those two things go together? I've noticed that all the people in the bands that I used to be in don't really like me anymore. And I guess they have reasons. Some of it's just gritting the gears because in CSN and CSNY, we were always very unkind to each other. All of us were. Everybody did awful things to each other. Some of it's jealousy. I think they haven't been doing the kind of work that they're capable of, and so they're pissed that I am or something like that. That's a great question by Jeremy and maybe an even better answer from David Crosby. Good stuff. A big thanks to everybody who listens, downloads, or tells a friend about this podcast, and to those who reach out on Twitter, at Wayne Radio, to let me know when I mess up. Thanks to colleagues who fill in on occasion, including Rachel Lippman, Ryan Delaney, Sarah Fenton, Eli Chen, Shayla Farzan, and of course, Maria Altman. From what I've been told, this podcast will be around for at least another year. 
I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.